Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. gentlemen it's all in sunday and have we got a show for you here on wrestling inc we've got world title matches going the distance we've got all sorts of backstage drama unfolding and we even got an announcement for the biggest show ever but before we get into all those little details allow me to introduce the team i'm jack farmer being joined by the nyc demon diva and making his debut mark it on your calendars note where you were when it saw it happen flobo boys is on wrestling inc flobo how you feel i feel great it's like a shock ending to an ew pay-per-view right hit my music yeah we got you're making your debut someone had to make a debut at the end of an aew pay-per-view flobo i guess you're as good as anyone could ask for uh but uh thanks thanks uh isa isa how are how are you doing we've been chatting a whole bunch this week yeah, we're practically best friends now, like MJF and Adam Cole. So I am excited to talk all in with you guys. I'm excited to have Flobo here. Never talk wrestling with Flobo, and I'm always looking for new friends to talk wrestling with. So I'm hyped. Yeah, we have a lot of wrestling to get into. And as we do, as always, everyone who is in the chat, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Go ahead and just copy the link, throw it into social media, invite all of your friends over, and let them be a part of the conversation. Should be a fun one to chat about. Uh, before we get into all the uh, stuff that happened on the show, a big announcement was made. One, apparently they broke the record of attendance today, and they're going back next year, August 25th, all in, back in London. It's a yearly thing. Uh, Issa, this is big news. This is, They're making it a regular trip over across the pond. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how they build. We'll see what they take from this experience and, and how they can improve it. But it's it's exciting, you know, based on what we know they might have paid for Wembley along with what the gate was. This was a very successful event for AEW money-wise. We'll talk about everything else as we get into it. But So I don't blame them for going back. I will do the same thing. Can they do it again? Can they repeat? That is the question. That Flobo to that point, that's maybe even a bigger question than them coming over in the first place. Now, I do want to say when AEW announced this, there was rumors they won't be able to sell 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, <laughs> and then excuses were made. But at the end of the day, again, people are going to nitpick whether or not this is the real biggest event or not. But 81,000, nothing to snuff your nose at. Snuff your nose yeah. at is that the phrase? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times we sit every wonder hey, what what is a AEW Starcade, right? What what is their bound for glory? I mean, every pay-per-view has been pretty strong, but it's hard to compete with going to a, a venue as large and as famous as Wembley and selling the place out and sticking your claiming saying, We're coming back here next year using the brand that put us on the map in the first place. I mean, this right here could be its biggest event if it's not already. I mean, it definitely had a lot of that feeling that this was the biggest event that they've ever done. And um, I, I don't know if everyone saw the pre-show, so we won't get too far into that. But a few big things happened. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor tag team titles, Adam Cole and MJF. They won those. And they're I didn't now the go the way champ. I thought it would. But it, yes. I, don't, I don't think it went the way a lot of people thought it was going <laughs> to. But uh, also, Hook regained the FTW championship. Uh, and Mercedes Monet was in attendance with the uh, old pal of Flobodar's uh, Kevin Odegaro sitting next to her from After Buzz TV. Very random for us two. But <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Flobo, I want to talk to you about what it means that Mercedes was there. Um, and also, I don't know if you've seen it. We like to talk about news before we get into the show. Uh, there's some scuttlebutt that apparently there was an altercation <laughs> between CM no, 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 Punk. don't say it. Make him guess. I, I, you should have made him guess to see if he would have said yeah. CM Funk right away. <laughs> you know, I was just saying that to some friends. I feel like if, if you just said, hey, there was some drama backstage at a wrestling show. Guess who was involved? Who's the yes, first thing you would that's, guess? That, that, that's CM Funk. <laughs> uh, but apparently there was some, some there was a altercation between Jack Perry and CM Punk. Miro later said that it's not true. Um, leading to what I always like to say is the, I'm not going to listen to it. But what do you think about all this, Flobo? Man, I... <laughs> what about CM Punk and back to all the cases? Well, you're going to have so many days left in the calendar to have shows about. Look, I don't necessarily like to listen to rumors and conjecture, but uh, if I had to guess at Ethan's point, I would have guessed CM Punk. But I do think that Jack Perry is an odd target to get to a scuttlebutt or flim-flam with, right? What would be the pretense for that to happen? Yeah, it's well, apparently, this is what the story's saying. And I, again, anything with backstage stuff with CM Punk at this point, I just go, whatever. It's very Bash at the Beach, Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> very Montreal screw job to me. I'm just going to pretend I, I have no idea what's going on. But apparently, they got into an argument about whether or not some glass should be used in the segment. And then today, uh, on the pre show, for those who saw it, they got slammed into a, a car windshield and he said real glass uh, I real like glass i kind of right. pop for that not gonna yeah. lie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so kind of rubbing it in cm punk's face uh if that's the case again i don't know i don't know if any of this is real um it does feel like one name seems to come up all the time though when there's drama involved uh 
for good or bad. But again, it's hard. Isa, I want to be like, uh, to your point, like, gosh, this guy's always a problem. But at the same time, like, do I even believe what these reports are saying? I don't even know if I do. I, I don't know what to think or what to believe. So I, I'm going to try to ignore it until we get more details. But I, I'm not surprised that it's punk. And we heard about him having altercations with uh, Jungle Boy to Man Perry before. So we'll see where it goes. But I just don't think it's the day for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see as that story unfolds. Um, let us know in the chat what you guys thought of the show overall. Uh, before we get going, though, into the actual show, into the actual breakdown, everyone say hello to Flobo Boys. I want to see it in the chat here. But I also want to, again, remind everyone, like, comment, share, subscribe, and shout out to everyone who's joining us in the um, in the live chat. We've got uh, Issa, not a fan of Flobo Boys. Uh, apparently. I said. Say hello to peace. He's like, I don't need this guy. Terrible yeah. uh, timing for my internet to be weird. I apologize. If you're glad to see Flobo, <laughs> uh, but shout out to everyone in the chat. MDB999. We got Steve B. Uh, Tony in the chat. The GIF King, Dylan Matthews showing up. Uh, Patricia Rose. We got Max Feldman. Corey Pride. We've got Huffman in that chat. We got Lulu in the chat. I haven't seen you before, Lulu. Thanks for swinging by. Uh, a lot of other folks as well. Lego Brick Collector. Good to see you all. Uh, let's chat about a, about some, some all-in. Let's get into the actual show, why don't we? Speaking of the drama king himself, CM Punk <laughs> defends the, quote, real-world title against Samoa Joe. Uh, Punk gets bloodied up. Uh, he pays tribute to Hulk Hogan and Terry Funk. Uh, we get a top rope Pepsi plunge to seal the deal. Punk retains. Um, Flobo, you're new, so I'm going to start this with you. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, quote, real world title situation? And was this the right move for CM Punk to get the win over Samoa Joe? Now, call me a purist. You know, I, I like my titles to be sanctioned. You know what I mean? I'm running on thin ice with the FGW championship to begin with. But Punk does it in such a way that makes you go, all right, I'll see you. I see it. And if you're Samoa Joe, you want to shut up somebody, why not beat them on the home turf? So I was on board with this matchup. I like the idea of the matchup. But seeing the AEW title with an NWO like X on it just makes me, ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know that, Jack. I've been that way for years. Back when the title on the other show was Wood, I was upset, <laughs> you know, let alone uh, having one that been defaced by Spike. I will not have you besmirch the global title. Uh, but uh, Issa, yeah, this is, I mean, in a world where we get crabby about interim championships and too many titles on the, on the company brand, uh, we've got a real world title now. Uh, and CM Punk retains uh, again, getting the win. Did you like how this turned out? And what's next for Samoa Joe? I I, I like the match. I like that they opened with a banger. I thought that it, name value-wise, it was the right choice and the right call to open. I did think it was a little bit slower paced than what I anticipated. There was one spot in there where Samoa Joe basically put Punk through the table and the way that it broke was just so shocking. I wasn't expecting the table to give way like that. I, it was a legit shock. Uh, the ending felt very anticlimactic for me. It came out of mm. nowhere. Samoa Joe was dominating the entire match, and then all of a sudden, CM Punk hits the Pepsi plunge, boom, he wins. So that threw me off. I do think that there is some money 
match waiting to be made, unifying these titles with CM Punk and MJF because that's where we were heading before all the drama happened. So I'm okay if that's the direction that we're going. If it's not and he's just going to carry this title, I don't know because I believe he's head of HR. So he might have sanctioned the title. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> CM Punk, head of HR. He needs to get a shirt that says that. Um, <laughs> He's handling things very differently than Toby in the office did. That's for sure. Um, if that's the, the role. I, I Here's my thing is I get it. I get why everything went the way it did. I'm just, I'm sick of seeing Samoa Joe take L's, you guys. Samoa Joe right. is, and this goes beyond AEW. I mean, this is, I feel like this goes back even to WWE time. Uh, this guy is a, this guy feels like world championship guy to me, but he's always the guy, kind of that Kurt Hennig, the, the guy that loses to the stars and Samoa Joe deserves better. I think oh, I'm with you hundred percent. You know, like I, I'm a star Trek nerd and there's something called the wharf effect where like you will have the bad guy that we beat up the toughest guy in the room wharf to show how strong they were, but it was always the same guy beating up the same guy every week. You're like, come on, wharf fight for yourself. When that Pepsi punch happened, I was telling this via text. I said, all right, Jack, you know, it's kind of an old school move from punk's arsenal. There's gotta be a way Joe's gonna kick out of that. Joe, you kick it out of that. Joe, Joe, <laughs> nay, it was the most that's, that's, I've ever seen. that's where I was at. I was like, How are you? How are you dominating the entire match? And this one move that he gets on you takes you down, like it doesn't make sense from even the psychological storytelling of the match. It didn't make any sense, it just came kind of out of nowhere. I love Samoa Joe, but I agree. I think I do think he deserves more. Uh, I mean, when he did leave WWE, he was NXT world champ, he was great in NXT. <laughs> Yeah. That's not it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I never said he, he was. NXT Samoa Joe was it. Main roster Samoa Joe, great bangers, but he always lost. You're absolutely hey. right. Hey, and that beginning of his run in TNA, too, was 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 golden as well. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Joe, I, I will say this. I know sometimes this show will talk about the near falls situation, I'm sure, later. But this is what I really – I just thought he was going to kick out. So, yeah, when he got the three, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. waiting for that like near fall or two, but it is what it is. I think at the end of the day, the outcome is what we all expected anyway. So it's, it's fine. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of the, the real world title situation personally too. So a lot of stuff made me go. Care to expound brother? Why are you not a fan? I just, it feels like it just muddies the waters on a show that already has too many titles. Wow. I, I, the world has already known this has too many titles, but now you're, now there's two world titles i don't know just not a not a fan of it not a fan of it but we get to the next matchup uh as we have a six-man tag it is jay white juice robinson and Takeshta versus adam page kenny omega and ibushi uh we get a lot of fun moments but it comes down to Takeshta and omega the guns get involved lots of big moves Takeshta pins omega uh isa this was a big win for Takeshta. And it was a fun match. Uh, it feels like this was really just leading to the one eventual one-on-one -on -one for Takeshita and Omega, though. This is my least favorite thing on the card, Farmer. I guess we're finally back to disagreeing. Because you pulled Kenny Omega! <laughs> Kenny, first I, of all, Kenny Omega should have been on a singles match tonight. Let's just start by that. I'm not letting that go. Kenny Omega should have been on a singles match. He's a star. AW managed to make him feel like one of the guys, and then you put him in this match where he feels like one of the guys, and he takes the pin. Like, he's just one of the guys. I hated I mean, this. I hated everything about this. 
I will say I agree with you in the sense that uh, Kenny Omega should be in singles matches, 100%. And um, I mean, as even as I was watching this thinking, I think Kenny Omega versus Jay White would have felt like a bigger deal. Yes, than, I said the same thing. Than okay, both we're back on the same page. And um, I mean, even the story of... I feel like sometimes AEW gets a little... They, they get muddy with things too often. And I feel like it's a word I use a lot with them. But like, this could have even been... Bullet Club Elite versus Bullet Club Gold, but they kind of muddied that up too because it wasn't quite that either, and it wasn't billed as that either. Um, it could have been an era versus era thing. It could have been a lot of different things, but it really turned out to be, it felt like a setup, Flobo, for yeah. what's a, an eventual singles match, but this was the biggest show wrestling's ever had, and they <sighs> had their biggest star in a setup match. It, it did, did feel really set up, and I thought it was from commentary. They just kept underscoring the fact that Rick Knox had his hands full. Rick Knox loses control. So, well, maybe there'd be some level of shenanigans there where you would have to run it back. But it seemed pretty decisive here, set up or otherwise. To Issa's point, it was Kenny Omega, the Kenny Omega. Talking about taking too many L's for a guy. Here you go. Here's another opportunity right there live on pay-per-view where Kenny Omega's looking up the lights. So looking back on it, that one not the bad taste in my mouth, but going into it was pretty fun. We had a lot of good exchanges. I mean, you got Abushi being the world's oldest teenager. What, he's like 21 going on 50. I mean, it was fun to watch. Just say, hate the way how it ended. It is. I love that you said it is very hard if you didn't know who he was. If you just said, hey, how old is this guy? <laughs> I think you get a very wide range of guesses if people didn't know who he was. Um, but I, I think as a match, it was fun to watch. Like if this was a dynamite main event, I'd have had a blast. I'd be like, this oh, yeah. is awesome. But it, it is just that this is your biggest show you've ever done. And this is your biggest star, Kenny Omega. I think really your undertaker in a lot of ways. You're a guy that the other guys have never had. The one that's mystical, that everyone wonders what it would have been like if you had him. He's that guy and he's buried in a six-man tag match. Um, wow. I think I asked you this over text a couple days ago because what we do, we gossip like like high yeah. schoolers. But uh, is there a way to rehabilitate that? Can you bring back Kenny Omega to being that attraction? I felt like the cleaner about a year and a half ago was on that way, but that kind of got pushed aside. Can we restart that? Is that possible? I think it's easy to. You just got to use him less but in bigger spots. I, I always say give him the Brock Lesnar where you take him off TV and then you have a big name talking trash and Kenny Omega's music hits. and Everyone goes, oh, man, now this is going to go down. They have their match, their big show match. And then if he's a champion, maybe he hangs out a little bit every now and again, or he disappears until the next big match. And you only use him in these big moments in big singles matches that are going to be big money moments. Um, but there are so many guys on that roster that are so good that we haven't seen Kenny Omega against in singles matches. And it kind of blows my mind that we have those. And some of them are coming and going like Cody Rhodes that I think we're going to look back on if we don't start getting those soon going, why didn't we take advantage of this? Um, oh, absolutely. The window isn't forever. Um, and then uh, one thing though, that really struck me, I, this kind of took me out. of. I think I would have enjoyed this matchup more and far be it for me to argue with a absolute legend, but I felt like JR could not have hated this match anymore on commentary. Did you notice this? It felt like every single thing about it, 
he was just constantly like undercutting the whole time. Yeah, I don't really know what was going on with JR there. I mean, there was a lot of action going on. I get that. I'm not really sure if he had a direct eye line on the monitors, but it did seem like it was almost too much going on. Now, he's not doing moves and holes. That's Excalibur's job, but he's not doing the classic JRisms we're coming used to. So he has to bring a fresh take. But the level of frustration definitely was building on throughout this matchup. But in his defense, there was really – I was taking my notes. I looked down the type, and I was like, wait, how's that guy on that side of the ring now? It was really fast, and that's a good thing because you want to be able, if you're watching it full on, to to get yourself part of that uh, experience as well. It's just so kind of sad that JR was uh, the, uh, the collateral damage, if you will. I think when it comes to – look, this is the stuff that I when – I, when I look at AEW is – I think certain people watch certain wrestling, whether it be WWE or whatever. And if it's not like that, they feel like it's wrong. And, um, and uh, Corey, to your point uh, real quick, where's Issa? Issa's having some internet issues. She's restarting. She'll be back in a minute. Um, but um, I, I think of it like, it's like a lot of things people complain about, like the way the refs handle tag team matches or certain things like that in AEW. It's like if I watched NWA and every single week complain that it feels too old school. Like, that's what it is. That's right. what you're watching. This is what this show is. Like, at some point, you need to say, I get it. Maybe that's not my thing, and that's fair, but that's what this show is. The tag team matches are going to be hectic. The, you know, tags aren't maybe going to be as clean as other match shows or whatever, but like, and it's okay to say it once or twice, hey, I don't like this. But at some point, that's what the show is. Like, I can't yeah. get mad at Marvel because how come there's all these superheroes? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why they're telling jokes when things are happening to the planet? Yeah, I get it. I totally yeah. That's the so, brand. <laughs> so at that point, I get a little bit like, what are we watching here? So um, Issa, so upset about what happened with Kenny Omega, refused <laughs> to stay on the rest of the conversation. <laughs> Um, I came back because I say if I don't finish, I don't get yeah. paid. So I guess I'll finish. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll fine. You got me. I'll come back. Yes. Uh, so we have FTR versus the Young Bucks, and oh, it's this was fun. a lot of classic near falls. Uh, ends with FTR retaining and being the best tag team in the world. No post-match handshake, Isa. This is a rivalry I absolutely love because these are two guys who are two teams that 100% want and believe they are the best tag team of all time, but they are so different at the same time. Uh, I feel like I just love every interaction these guys have. What say you? Uh, same. And they have given us classic the two other times we saw them face. So I think it only makes sense to see the rubber match. I'm glad there was a part of me that wanted to see it so long ago. And I'm glad they waited to see it in this big stage larger than la um, live show because they do deserve that stage. Um, I like the match. They always put on bangers. It, it was I had so much fun watching this. And I love that at the end, that arrogance from the Young Bucks. They lost, but they still would not show that respect to FDR, staying in character, staying in track. You know, I I I thought this was very well done and executed. And it's just one of those times when those two teams come out, you just sit back, grab your snack, because you're in for a three. That's just what they do. Yeah, I thought what I love about these two teams, too, is because they're so different, it's very easy to say this is the team I like and this is the team I don't like. And you can nice. really get into it. Um, Flo I had a fun debate about that on my on my chat. I do live watch alongs, as you know, and me and the chat were going back and forth. We were literally 50-50. Some of us were young bucks. Some people like FTR, and it was a fun debate. 
and that's that's the most fun part about pro wrestling, I think. Flobo, I know you have strong opinions on these teams. Uh, how did you feel about this? And do you think it was the right call? Um, and I guess I'll just preface. I like both teams, but I kind of felt like Young Bucks needed it more. Uh, uh, personally, but what yeah, about you? The, the Young Bucks needed it more, but I'm so glad FTR retained. Uh, before we even get to the match, I just want to say this is the third match in the card. This is really the first match to me where it felt like things were solved, right? Here at All In. So it was really the first, like, plant the flag. I was enthralled. These four are good dance partners. You know what I mean? Young Bucks are one of my least favorite tag teams in all of professional wrestling. I'm just trying to be as, as mm-hmm. truthful and up front of here. I'm giving you all my biases up front. I don't think uh, of, of best tag team, if that's your tag team, I don't knock it. But I know deep down I'm an FTR guy. But the fact is, these guys are so good at brawling, and they're so good at switched up styles. All four men, they really do make magic together. And was it the right call? I'm going to say yeah. And, and the reason being is I'm not sure we're peeling out the curtain. I'm sure you've heard about some of the dirt cheat rumors about the FTR. And so I think everyone thought it would be one direction. So why not give everyone the other direction? So I was happy all around. One direction. You don't know you're beautiful. Uh, uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> Throw back. Uh, so, um, yeah. I, what, so here's the thing. For me, the Young Bucks weren't my favorite team for a long time. And I, they rubbed me the wrong way too. But I found myself so often saying, this is like they have match of the night so many times. Like that was my favorite match. So many times eventually, you know what? I like these guys. I just want to hate them for some reason. So now I'm a fan <laughs> of theirs, but I also really enjoy FTR. So these guys rivalry, I hope we get to see it again. But I, Issa, like you said, I absolutely love that they didn't shake hands at the end because again, I think sometimes in pro wrestling, we forget that these guys are supposed to hate each other. And like sometimes they, People just give into the moment, shake hands, we're good. But no, they hate each other. They'd never shake their hands. Correct. That's that's. I didn't want to see any show of respect. I was screaming. <laughs> I was screaming on my iPad. I'm like, do not shake their hands because I do expect these two teams to feel forever. That's what I expect. No matter how who wins, how many, I still think that those teams walk out of there thinking, no, we're the best tag teams, you know. And and I need I need this rivalry to be a forever thing. So I'm okay with them not showing respect and keep it going. Fight forever. <laughs> Issa, what's next for the Young Bucks? Uh, that's a great question because I did think, and, and again, I, I, I found myself rooting for the Young Bucks today. I think they needed this win more, but I'm glad that they let FTR retain. It's a weird, like, I have a weird conflicted feeling on this, on how this goes. I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. Um, and, and especially with FTR showing up on collision a lot more. I don't know what you do with the Young Bucks, but hey, we have a pay-per-view next week, so they better figure it out real quick. Yeah, I have a feeling Wednesday is going to be a wild episode. Um, But we move on to the wildest part of the night, possibly. Blackpool Combat Club and Santana and Ortiz versus the best friends, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon. We got skewers. We got cool outfits. Mox versus Orange Cassidy. Kingston versus Claudio. Sue in a minivan. Penta doing a wardrobe change halfway through. For no reason whatsoever, uh, yes. For no reason. Kingston going berserker on the Blackpool Combat Club. OC getting his hands covered in glass and getting the win for his team. Uh, Flobo, Blackpool Combat Club, for being as dangerous as they are, seems to be like they are taking a lot of L's lately. Are they yeah. done? 
Uh, that you get that's a loaded question i was like oh also no big deal are they done do you like how i, I slipped that yeah, in yeah you did slip it i was like oh that's an easy one. Oh wait that's a curveball <laughs> um to answer your question they are not done but they are on life support and, and the reason was what you're saying right like you think about a year ago they lost the reason why they're called blackpool combat club i always felt like okay that was the glue for guys like wheeler yuda like the fringe of that group and now with the losses on top of that it started to be too much i respect orange cassidy i understand if someone punched me in the face with a spiked classic love i'll be out all day too but that to me is really one of the first victories for uh first losses for black cool combat club i went okay but the more pressing question is does sue have vans all over the world does she like fly in or do they provide her with a van i was so confused with that yeah sue has a huge network of vans all over the world white vans uh <laughs> But uh, but Issa, I know you love violence and carnage yes. and blood and all that good stuff. Who was your bloody MVP of this match? Ah, uh, man, no fun intended, but it was Moxley. At the end of this, they put the camera on him. He has some something hanging from his freaking eyes, some kind of tissue, something. It was disturbing. <sighs> yes, literally my face. But that's what you expect from Mox, right? If you're gonna, if Mox is gonna take on this persona of I bleed all the time and I'm just a crazy mofo, this is the Mox that I like to see. I had so much fun watching this match. I'm slightly confused by the change of outfits, but then I realized if I ever wrestle, I want that gimmick where I can just change outfits halfway through my match just to, <laughs> just to show two different outfits. I don't even care if I win or lose. And then after he changed to red, we don't know where he went. I, I speaking of the outfit change, that spot was scary when that ladder broke, and these two guys still went up there and did the spot. I was like, this crazy mo. Like they were, they were all over Wembley. It was such a good visual. I gotta give a shout out to production because other like um, anarchy in the arena and other stadium stampedes, you feel too all over the place. You don't know where to focus. I thought they did a better job this time at keeping the window in window and switching to one window when they needed to, and it wasn't a. I can't keep track of what's going on where. It felt like organized chaos in the way that they presented it on TV. And that's not something that they've done before. So I had to give them all the credits. But yeah, my MVP here, even though they lost, he has to be Moxley. Like this guy look. And you know what? I Orange Cassidy, if I had to pick one from each team, we'd never seen Orange Cassidy that, that we saw today. Him walking out just looking so destroyed. His matches are well, they're great. They're technically great. You never see this, like, angry, violent side of him. And even when they announced him, for he succeeded my expectation because when they say Orange mm -hmm. Cassidy in a stadium stampede, I was like, well, that's going to be boring. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm Show very you. glad yeah. that everybody came in and, and stepped up. I, I had a lot of fun yeah. watching this. So much fun. But I love violence. You know that. Right. No, this was right up your alley. This was, <laughs> I thought actually this was probably like a typical Sunday for you watching all the violence. Yeah. And, and Saturday, Saturday but, night in Puerto Rico when I covered the local <laughs> events. Yeah. Uh, Go but, watch my last vlog I posted on my channel. I had a wrestler chase me with the skewer stick. So yeah, that's, that's ugh, how it goes. The, the skewers, <laughs> ah, I can't do the skewers. Yeah, I rather do light bulbs all day than skewers, man. I, just, uh, <laughs> I will say that I am chomping at the bit for a John Moxley Orange Cassidy rivalry now. I want to see I that. That's where we're going. And I think they have to give the, finally give us the Eddie Kingston and Claudio. They were going at it this entire match. It needs to happen. Yeah. I, uh, Flobo, I said on Twitter, I wanted to get your opinion because I know you know comic books and things like that. I think Eddie Kingston is the pro wrestling Wolverine. I mean, he can take a bunch of damage. He goes through a lot of emotional issues, but he keeps fighting, talking trash, and you can't put him down. 
Absolutely. Like the, the power is talking smack. And it's funny because like growing up, I grew up with guys like that. I mean, he's from Yonkers, but you grow up with guys like that. We'll, we'll talk all this game, get their butt kick and come back the next week. Like, yo, you didn't kill me. And I think that's the best kind of character you, cause after a while you're like, you have to root for a guy who says, look, I'm going to lose this. I'm taking out at least three or four of you on the way down. So yeah, man, he is Wolverine. When he, when he does anything he does, I'm just like, here we go. Like, I feel like, he could be like, hey, we're all going bowling. And he'd walk up to grab the ball. And I'd be like, here we go. Something <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, uh, Eddie Kingston's just a treasure, I think, in pro wrestling. And I'm I, wrestling's better for it. And uh, Issa, I want to get you to talk about one more thing here uh, about this part of the show. Santana and Ortiz are back, baby. They're one of my favorite teams in AEW. And it was just great to see them out there. And clearly... Well, they went in 100%. I don't know how they are now, but they went into the match 100%, which is great. When they did that spot, um, him and Penta was like, God, we're going to lose Santana again. He just came back and he's probably already gone again. Uh, there was a couple of spots where we saw them work together and I just couldn't help but smile from ear to ear because I did want to see them come back. I did want to see them in the same page. Um, I thought they looked great tonight. And I thought that Santana was hype. You could just tell he missed it. You could just tell he couldn't wait to come back from the entrance to the way he he wrestled the entire time. You could tell he was on. And I'm very happy to see them back. Hopefully, hey, you said what's next for the Young Bucks. There you go. I mean, that's a that would be a rivalry I'd love to see. I think those guys could be good. By the way, you mentioned the ladder a few times now. And I just got to say, people take ladders for granted when they're watching these things. Anyone who's climbed a ladder, even just in general, like to change a light bulb, like yeah, we all like go through a few extra paces to make sure it's nice and level and it's not yeah. going to move around. And, and then you see this, these ones that they're climbing that are breaking and falling apart. There's no way I would climb that ladder. I, it's, it's crazy. I don't oh, know. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't get mad at anyone who takes their time climbing a ladder anymore. Right. They can have a beefcase or something like that. Yeah. I take my time as well. You know? Right. Oh yeah. If I was in a money in the bank match, I just go, Oh, I'm not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh, even try? Oh, no, I'm not climbing up there. No way. <laughs> Unless yeah, exactly. you lower the thing. Lower the thing. I'm not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that you bring that up because you always get the, time. <laughs> the white glove service. Yeah. Yeah. You, you always get the people complaining like, these wrestlers need to climb faster. And he's like, let me see you do it. Let's see how fast you climb one of these ladders. You don't. We all climb them like this. So leave them alone. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I actually think it's more realistic yeah. that way. Yeah. And the <laughs> ring is in solid ground. Yeah, and especially if you were like you, know, especially the times they climb up, knowing they're gonna go like get yanked off of it. Like, climb a ladder one day and just know someone's gonna push it out from underneath you. Like, yeah, I wouldn't climb either. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ladder matches, it's crazy. Change your own light bulbs. Yeah, I'm out. La ladder matches and skewers. Ugh. That's the <laughs> that's the new name of the extreme pay-per-view ladder matches and skiers. Um, we had a four-way match for the uh, AEW championship. Soraya versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Akaru Shida. Uh, Soraya comes out to Queen with her family. Uh, outcasts work together until a pin attempt. Then, of course, uh, Tony Storm accidentally hits uh, Soraya's mom, I believe. Uh, Ruby <laughs> what Solo a mistake he made. What, yeah, Ruby Soho tries to help out. She gets hit by Tony Storm as well. Match ends with Britt trying to get the lockjaw on Sheeta while Soraya sprays Tony Storm and gets the pin. Soraya is your new world champion. Flobo, I'm torn on this because a hometown girl wins. Feels yeah. good moment for everyone there. But at the same time, 
I feel like Sheeta got thrown under the bus a little bit. It this match here was almost like a hurricane. It's like things happen that make sense. New women's champ, hometown woman, like after attacking your family, family, like fast and furious, <laughs> all makes sense, but it kind of came and went. Sheeta was getting into her stride. I actually saw an interview with you and Earl on Wrestling Inc. I mm-hmm. mean, and that's what you know the champ is really there. Get to be on Wrestling Inc. in one of those interviews. So I thought she was going to retain, to be honest with you, going into this one. I'm not mad with Serena winning, but the way it was was kind of like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It was quick. And it was quick as a hiccup, as they said. And it was kind of like on to the next one. So to answer your question, you know, maybe she could take it the short end of the stick. Uh, we got Corey Pride with the super chat. Thank you, Corey. Says Soraya, her moment was everything. Happy for her. Uh, Issa, do you agree? Oh, 1000%. I was kind of wishing that this moment would happen. And then you saw that entrance, her with the family queen. How can you not root for her? Even if you weren't going into the match rooting for her, it's like, oh my God, let her have the moment. Um, the one thing that I question is maybe me overanalyzing is what we do. <laughs> I thought yeah. that they put the title on Sheeta so that. So Saraya wouldn't have to win it from Tony Storm being part of the outcast. But mm-hmm. you broke up the outcast during the match. So did we need the Sheeta short title reign here? If you were going to break up the outcast, you could have had Saraya pin Tony Storm. I also do not see Saraya uh, being a long-term champion here. I think this is one of those times that wrestling took a moment, took an opportunity to create a moment. And, and, and I think it was the right thing to do. I don't see her being a long-term champion. I've seen a lot of criticism from other companies not taking advantage of the home moment that you can create, and AEW did that, and I give them all the credits. I thought this was beautifully done. But, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of questions in regards to why put the belt on Sheeta for this short period of time, like why break up the outcast? Like I, I just have maybe not executed to perfection, but it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful entrance, and I'm so, so happy for her. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. 
Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, Flobo, do you think uh, do you think Saray is going to be the champ for a while, or do you think this was just so they could have their hometown hero? What would we consider a while? Three months, four months, six months? Uh, through she'll retain, not at all in, but whatever the next. Uh, yeah, paper. she think, probably won't even defend it there, honestly. Yeah, she I the think TBS. so. The, the women only get one match, so we already got the TBS championship. Up. I mean, she, she. I mean, Issa's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I think she's gonna have a couple months. It makes the most sense if you're gonna do a reset. I mean, Sheeta was a formidable champ, but definitely takes me back to the pandemic era. Can we say that? So if you're gonna have a fresh start, you're gonna have that story with Tony Storm already built in. That has to be built up. And again, with as little time per episode we get these stories, it may go on for months. Does that kind of bottleneck the women's division even more, though? I mean, the outcasts were sort of dominating everything, but now they literally will be the entire story. I would say no. I think that opens up a lot more time for other – because also the TBS division as well, and you also have to bring up the next crop of competitors. But it it is something that you should be very cautious about because if you're not careful, then it can become everything. And it's like, oh, wait, great, you know, get on with it. Um, they yeah. have got to start turning things around with the women's division. We saw a lot of showing on Mercedes tonight. I don't know what that means, but if that means something for AEW, they have to do something different. The, the women got barely any reactions, including DMD, and I was even shocked at how quiet the reaction for Britt Baker. Tony Storm got no reaction, if you paid attention to that. And DMD, yeah. who, who used to get the loudest pops, like got, got a decent you know reaction, but nothing like what you would expect. And I just feel like if that doesn't take you to, we really need to do something. You pull at the heartstrings with Soraya. We all knew she was going to get that kind of pop, but the three women that follow barely got a reaction. And that is, it, it shows you the state of the AW women's division. And we need to change things around. Yeah, they do need to give them more time, I think, and more consistent time. And like I said, I think with the outcasts, you got to start having people who just who aren't the outcasts getting win all the time. Like you've got people like Willow who are ready to explode as far as popularity goes. Sky Blue seems to be very popular as well. Yeah, Plus, the people who've been there for a long time, who I think they can start utilizing. But you got to start giving these these wrestlers more time on dynamite getting wins. As opposed to, I mean, I, I get that maybe they have matches on Rampage or whatever, but it's got to be on Dynamite. Dynamite's the flagship. If it's not happening on Dynamite, it doesn't feel the same. And so I agree. I Because th- Britt Baker, even seeing her out there, it felt a little bit like, what has she done lately? And I don't mean that mean to her. I just, I mean, like, 
what was her last match? When did she like? I her... did like the the promo that she cut in the video package. Which again, shout out to their production. It's getting so much better. I mean, they've been around for four years now. They're learning, but the video packages hyping up the matches felt very. Almost WWE like in the way that if you don't watch the stories and you're just tuning in for the pay-per-view, the video packages will make you be invested. And I love the fact that Brick caught a promo where she was like, hey, I try to take a step back and, and let somebody else stepped up, but nobody did. And now I'm gonna come back and try to get what's mine. Like I really love the idea of Brit saying, Hey, I try to give these women a chance and they're not doing it. But yeah, it doesn't feel like Brit has done anything significant in such a long period of time. And she, I will say her she's the only woman that was getting the kind of reactions that she was getting and you completely killed that too there's no reactions for brit anymore not like what she used to get if you've been watching aw as long as we have you remember those days that the arena will go crazy it doesn't feel that way now when she comes out yeah mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be hard for me to objectively judge this i was really rooting for uh hikaru shida so i was really bummed out she lost i was really hoping that she'd get the win here i kind of i think we all knew soraya was getting the win when she came out to queen and like her family was there and when the family came out that got yeah. me that I was got like, me oh. I was like, okay, this, she's she's winning. Um, I do like Tony Storm's character, though. I want to talk about that before we move on. Uh, this almost like old Hollywood uh, kind of vibe she has now. With I don't know, I just I like this direction she's going. It's a little different. It's yeah. fun. I like it. I'm I'm a fan of where Tony Storm's going with this. You said old Hollywood. I had Mariah Carey in my notes, but I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I like. I got, I got Marilyn Monroe. I'm with Jack. Okay. Okay. I get sure. Marilyn Monroe vibes. The, the yeah. robe that she wore and, and the hair gave me gave me old Hollywood vibes. Yes. Yeah. So I win, Flobo. Of course you do. <laughs> Jack always wins. Whatever show we do that, together, Jack always wins. That, that's why me. That's why me and Issa are friends again. Is uh... <laughs> I was waiting for the super kick. But who's gonna throw it? That's. <laughs> that's that's the question. Um, do you think last thing on this? I said last thing already, but uh, Issa will throw it to you. Should we expect Mercedes and AEW to have to have a match in AEW after all the times she got on screen? We'll see. I mean, I, I don't think that she posts what she posted and then you show her that many times. I did find it extremely odd that they kept showing her during the trios titles and not one time during the women's championship match, maybe she went to get a snack. <laughs> like, I'm trying to confuse where she was during this, because that's when you should have shown her. But um, if she does, I, I can't help but to really secure maybe some kind of contract where she has a little bit of creative control, just because it's just with the state of the women's division, I wouldn't put too much trust on, on, on letting somebody else book her, and she's got all the star power that they need. Yeah. It, it concerns me. And this is not just a women's thing. There's if somebody else was to debut right now, we probably have the same concerns even on a singles males division just because things are so shaky. But yeah, I mean, I think that will be a perfect uh, a perfect thing. And, and I know that her and Soraya have been very open about wanting to do something together. So you never know. Um, well, we got a... This is one of my favorite parts of the show. And it was... Uh, we got Swerve and Christian teaming up to take on Sting and Darby. Uh, whose house? We also got Seek and Destroy coming back. Prince Nana dancing, one of my favorite things. Uh, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus have a fight. Darby just eats a coffin. Uh, and Swerve takes a little too long to put Sting away before eventually Darby and uh, Sting beat Swerve and break his fingers, it looks like, before <laughs> slamming him in the coffin. Um, Issa... Maybe this is my opinion. You correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this is the best character work Christian has ever done. 
oh, 1000% going after the fatherless kids. Yes. Yes. This is, this is it. Um, he is so good that I do, I don't have time to watch collision. I typically cover live events on Saturday. So I, I'm, I don't watch collision up until my chat told me today. I thought Christian was the TNT champion. I'm dead yeah. serious. And then they put out the graphic was Luchasaurus versus Darby at all out for the TNT championship. And I'm like, wait, why is he like, I'm like, what is happening? Um, I love everything that Christian Cage is doing. I love the promos. I love the heat. One of the best heels in wrestling right now, without a doubt. And, and the turtleneck. <laughs> what a troll. What a freaking troll. <laughs> the sleeveless turtleneck is the most diabolical thing that has ever happened. <laughs> ever. Bar Got none. Got Pick yeah. whatever you want in history. It's the sleeveless turtleneck is the worst thing that's happened to humanity. 1,000%. <laughs> Uh, Flobo, you've been a fan of Christian for a long time. And so you must love the fact that he is actually crushing it between not actually being the the TNT champion, but acting like he is. And, uh, obviously his work here, but also, uh, talk to me a little bit about what I think AEW does really well, which is the nostalgia and having guys like Sting come out to seek and destroy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get the start of that, I just want to say the disrespect the crowd had for not knowing about Flash Garments and DJ Who Kid. They're legends. It's hip hop, baby. What's going on with y'all? But uh, to answer your question, yeah, about the character work that Christian's done is, old, is really great and the throwback vibe, right? So you have things for newer fans. You have things for the older fans. What I like about AEW is they find a way to bounce them in the same match, right? When I was a kid sitting down watching, I think, Bob Backlund's returns, my dad, but for me, it was yeah. first time seeing it. I'm sure there's some kids now, preteens now watching Who's a Sting Guy and their cousins saying, oh, back when I was a kid, back when I was your age, we having this guy who used to do the same thing he did 35 years ago, like jumping at the tables <laughs> and yeah. not gonna be on the casket. So I love this one here. It's a fun match. I was, uh, I, I am with you. I thought Swerve broke like three or four fingers, um, but I love the fact that it's old versus new. Um, I, one, I, I loved, I love Prince Nana and his dancing. He makes that, he does so much with that entrance. It's exactly what a manager should do, where he just makes everything seem better without actually taking any of the spotlight from any of the, the people he's working with. But for some reason, he's out there dancing around or like getting hit with stinger splashes and stuff. You're like, this is fantastic. Prince Nana, I think deserves an award for that. Um, I'm a big believer, Issa. I think Swerve is a future superstar. I thought the crowd was absolutely into him tonight. Uh, what's your ceiling on Swerve? Do you think he could get all the way to the top, or do you think he's a mid-level guy? Where do you see Swerve going? I think he could get all the way to the top, but you got to start booking him in fields that he can actually win. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sting not performing in the UK for so long, I never thought in a million years that Sting would lose this match. So it's like, why put him against somebody that is on the up and coming and, and Swerve got that crazy entrance? Uh, so yeah, I would like to see him go into a feud or two that he can actually win. But this was fun, feel good. I love the full finishes with like Sting even keeping the coffin open with the bad pop for that. Mm-hmm. My God, when Darby took that coughing drop and landed right on the coffin and then commentary is like oh it's a coughing flop i'm like bro too soon this man is dead on top of the coffee and you're making fun of him (laughs) that was my second favorite line of that match the best line was nigel mcginnis when they were about to put christian into the into the coffin and nigel mcginnis says i can't remember the exact line but it was like Stop it. He's a father. (laughs) (laughs) After all the trash that Christian has done (laughs) to other people's dads. He's a father. Stop that. He's insane at all. Was the absolute, my absolute favorite thing. But I do, 
I, did I think, didn't think they did Nick Nick Wayne any favors tonight. I didn't like. I thought he looked a little. Uh, I don't know. That him coming out to try to make the save and getting beat up. It didn't make a lot of sense. It was. I agree with you. I think it. It in matches. I think it's okay if you get beat up a lot um, because you can look tough. Where this just made it look like, what are you doing, kid? You just ran out here and got flattened. Stay in the back. Yeah, like, stay in the back. Stay in the back. Like for Christ's yeah. sake, Christian Cage is out here. He really owned you once. He's. I mean, I'm pretty sure he signed the adoption papers at this point. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure Christian Cage is this kid's dad. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Christian Cage better hope not because he's about to feud with with uh, Nick Wayne and I have another day. Is... Penta is at the press conference and he's wearing another fit. I think that's the fourth fit we see from him tonight. What a passion! Legend. Lady Gaga has nothing on Penta. Toda <laughs> <laughs> moda. <laughs> uh, Flobo, who would you like to see uh, Swerve feud with that he could get a win over? I'm putting this is the Swerve. This is the Swerve podcast. Well. There's already yeah, a, a Swerve podcast, but this is the other Swerve podcast. Stop putting them over, Jack. Uh, I'm, I, a- I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm not even sure. You know what I mean? Because he's taking so many L's, and I, I am not as high on Swerve as as the panel here. I'm not in the bad way, but I can't think of what would be the first heart for being with him. But you can't go all the way down to the, the bottom. The only way that you're gonna make somebody right now, you've been working towards it, and I'm not saying that's what he should go do, but you are building Orange Cassidy for whoever takes that fell from him to be the next big thing. It's not even the world champion. Orange Cassidy has had how many title defenses at this point successfully? I think I think that's the big win that people are sleeping on. What about uh, Mox? Mox? Mox and Orange Cassidy, no? I, I hope so. I hope I hope Mox yeah. beats him with I, I hope he beats him with whatever that hanging off his eye was. I hope he okay, beats it out right. and that, beats just, just leaves it hanging. <laughs> that is takes it out and just beats him that, with it, you know? <laughs> beats it with his skin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ew. See, uh, I, would, I would quit because I mean gross. Ew. <laughs> yeah, fight forever. Uh, so this is the last last thing on this. Uh Christopher Strike Leather says Swerve and Keith Lee need to finish their feud. Uh both of Agreed. you, yes or no, do you think they need to finish or is it time to move on? Because it's been too long. I would like to see it finish, but the time has passed for so long it would just seem reheated, and therefore I don't want to see it. So the answer to his question, yes, but it's too late. You can't just have a like get in the ring. You have to revive the feud somehow, some kind of storyline that brings them back together because it has been that long. Most of us have ADHD. I don't even I didn't even remember until they just brought it up. I'm like, oh crap, that never finished. <laughs> so you need to do something that teases that people remembering because a lot of people probably forgot by now. Uh something that was supposed to happen and then never did and then they brought it back randomly, but I think it worked out was Chris Jericho versus Will Osprey. Uh Jericho performs his own entrance song and Osprey gets right into the high flying. Uh he kicks out of a Judas effect. Jericho kicks out of a stormbreaker. Eventually Jericho is down and with a defiant middle finger, he gets hit by the hidden blade and a stormbreaker. Osprey wins post-match Sammy Guevara and in inner circle uh, jacket tries to comfort Jericho and Jericho shoves him off. Issa, um, we were gushing about their promo uh, this week earlier. Uh, do you think they delivered? Yes, 1,000%. After their promo, they did the Jericho attack at Rev Pro yesterday. I thought that was genius. The pop that Jericho got was insane. It's like, these guys took a match that a lot of people were like, well, a lot of people, not me. You put Osprey in any match, I believe it's going to be a banger. So give it, give me Osprey against whoever. I don't care. But 
a lot of people were like, oh, I wish it was somebody that could go faster or this or that. It, it feels like Jericho and Osprey, they're like, we're going to prove them wrong. And I thought they did that in this match. First of all, Jericho singing his way to the ring was kind of gangster. I'm not even going to lie. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked the way that he started on the roof of the, you know, on top of the tee and then he worked his way down. Really cool stuff. And we haven't seen that before. You could tell he was waiting to, to do that. Um, and Osprey, of course, one of the best in the world right now. Like, it's incredible the things that he can do. He needed that win. Mm-hmm. against a legend because he's already beaten the what the current best in the world is considered for other people he needed a legend win on his resume but i was very shocked at jericho keeping up with him a lot of people didn't think that he could i felt like jericho had a chip on his shoulders and i think that sammy guevara needs to like chill like he has stockholm syndrome or something like this man just lost he sent his way to the ring like giving some room like i would need some room after that like he needed to calm down Wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you have Stockholm syndrome. Chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so full of that single white female stuff going on. Here. Like, yeah. So yeah, Flowboat no. is is Sammy Guevara a single white female? Uh yeah, confirmed. <laughs> we just proved it. It's a minute ago. <laughs> I mean, I that to me, I'm I'm with you 100. So I agree with you. Is Will Ospreay the undisputed number one in the world? I think so. And I think the reason going into this one is like, yeah, we know Chris Jericho's a legend, but as long-term fans, we love Chris Jericho. We know what he can and can't do, but you couldn't tell in this one because it felt like they were going hit for hit. It felt like they were going move for move. It felt like they were going hole for hole against one of the best in the world. I got to say, well, if you're one of the best and you make a legend look like you're on the same level, then you are the best, right? I mean, right, Jericho had a purpose to that. You could tell he was wrestling with a purpose. It was it was awesome to watch. Uh, Flobo, we we do a show, and you have this segment you like to call Phantom GM. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw you a Phantom GM situation. You are a GM of a wrestling show, and you've got enough money to sign one superstar in the next six months. You sign MJF or Will Ospreay? Will Ospreay. MJF, as much as I, I like him as a as a talent. Uh, I do think he is what my old confidant Jim Alexander would say—a finished product. There's not much that MGF could be, but I was—I was telling this to my friend over the phone during this matchup. What I like about Will Ospreay and I like about any kind of athlete is that someone who's so good at they do, they're so elite, and they're unapologetically where they're from, which is very similar MGF to Will Ospreay. But we love the Brits, man. We want to boo these guys. <laughs> we want to see them get their faces bashed in. I would do Will Ospreay He's a little bit faster, maybe not as strong as MGF over the over the head, but that's my pick. Hundred times out of hundred. Issa, did Flobo get it right? One thousand percent. I and I'm a big MJF fan, but I would definitely sign Osprey in a heartbeat if that's if those are the two choices that I'm given. It's funny because aren't the contract coming up at similar time? They are. That's why I bring it up. Is uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they are going to be up around the same time. So everyone in the chat, let me know what you guys think. And if you're watching later, let us know in the comments. Phantom GM, you only get to choose one of them. Do you? sign mjf or do you sign will osprey if you are the phantom gm uh, also i saw you highlight that lego said the winner of orange cassidy and penta faces mox at all out why does mox get the buy when his team lost today and then two people from the team that won have to fight each other i absolutely hate that okay I get- just want to make sure that we're on the same page. I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I i 100 i get it from like a yeah mox is a star so you want him at the pay-per-view but it should be mox versus penta on wednesday and the winner faces orange cassidy on saturday is right what it right should be. right um, that will make i mean talk about making sense uh i mean because even if we know it's going to be mox versus orange cassidy at the end of the day 
Who cares? I mean, it's still going to be Mox versus Orton. Like, there's no way Penta's going to win on Wednesday and then, you know, do Penta versus Mox. So what's the... Uh, that? So I agree. I don't like that. Don't like that setup. Um, it'll be a fun match, though. I'm a huge Penta fan. I hope Penta wins. He's not going to. Um, but I think that I have a feeling that Will Ospreay is going to become a very rich man in six months. Um, as we continue on, House of Black versus The Acclaimed, we got a badass entrance. I'm not talking about Billy Guns. I'm talking about the House of Black's <laughs> entrance. Uh, they get a tribute to wow. Bray Wyatt. I just got that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Zach for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an acquired taste. Uh, we, <laughs> we have uh, three famousers uh, to get the win over Brody King. Eventually, the uh, trio's champs hand over the titles and the acclaimed or the new champs. Um, Issa, I wanted you to talk about this match. I want you to talk about these entrances, but also you talk about how cool the entryway was for AEW on this show with the tunnel that they walked out and the screens on the inside and how they were able to play to that. I, I love the setup. Um, I, I love them. You know what? And I don't know if we discussed it because I was having internet issues in the beginning. This show was very aesthetically pleasing. It was such a incredible visual. There's like, if you're a hopeless romantic about professional wrestling, there's some way you don't look at today and you go like, man, that's so freaking beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. the stadium just full. Like, and, and they and they did the setup very smart. They didn't take a lot of space. They were able to sell more tickets. That obviously helped them. But yeah, I love the entrance. Uh, I love the ramp. I love the view. I thought I thought they did a good job. Even the production, the show felt high value. The pre-show, everything about tonight felt very well done as it should have. It's their biggest show. They want to claim it's the biggest wrestling event presented that way. I thought they did. Um, and, and you could have put a ring in the middle of Wembley and it would have looked awesome because it's Wembley. But they still, you know, they still went out of their way to make it look a little bit better. Um, I love the entrance from House of Black honoring Bray. Uh, I I don't know if you guys caught it, but on the pre-show, Renee opened the show with a quote from Bray that had me crying a little bit again. I, I thought it was good to see all the homages. We saw it on the armbands tonight throughout the night that uh FTR even brought bringing up Brody and Jay Briscoe people that we just we have lost way too soon I just absolutely loved it um I love Julia uh Hart taking the spot on this match uh <laughs> it, it just yeah. reminded me of like you know like these people WWE would not touch Rhea the, it, Rhea needs to be thankful that Randy Orton's not here because Randy Orton would have already RKO the crap out of Rhea Ripley. He's not gonna <laughs> take that crap from her, you know. But like, it's Sheesh. so funny. And you 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 both know it's true. Yeah, it's right. so funny that nobody would yeah. touch Rhea, who actually looks like she could take a bump. And they take this little girl. They just messed her off. I'm like, what are we doing? They scissor her. That's assault. <laughs> um, this was. This was enjoyable. I, I enjoyed this match. I kind of wanted House of Black to retain, but I'm not going to be mad with the Acclaim winning. The Acclaim is, is a team that was like on top a few months ago and then they kind of like fizzled away, but they haven't fully fizzled out of the way. So why not kind of save it and bring it back? But what do you do with House of Black now? That's, that's my question. That's my concern. I feel like House of Black needed the titles on them more than the Acclaim does. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I actually feel like them losing freeze the house of black. I thought they were a little bit tied up because of those titles. Um, you know what I'd like to see personally is I'd like to see Malachi black start making a move towards that world title. Uh, I'd love for, I would love for Malachi black to say, Hey, MJF, you call yourself the devil. Well, I don't know. I'm Malachi black. I 
I'm the devil too. I don't know. Uh, I am the you, devil you, you, too. You had it. You had it. It was close, right? It was close. I was there. I was there. <laughs> That's why I'm not cutting promos. <laughs> yeah, well. <yeah. laughs> um, but I do think that I, I would love to see that dynamic. I'd love to see MJF have to deal with the House of Black. I think that would be a cool thing. Um, I just, I love the House of Black in general. I feel like that's one of those acts that will get a lot of attention. I think Acclaim needs something to get be relevant again, especially how popular they are. But speaking of all this stuff about, you know, Malachi Black going for the world title, I have to do this every single time we bring this up. And I'm going back to my pursuit of Billy Gunn being the AEW champion. I think he needs to be the champ. Billy Gunn, let's do show. it. You need to show, Jerry. You mean like the real world champion or the actual AEW champion? <laughs> See, that's why I don't like the real world champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's the oddest question, man. <laughs> uh, it's the, I, I want to see him I want to see him unify the titles. I want to see him Chris Jericho oh those God, things bye. and beat both of them the same day. Look. Tell me this. You put Billy Gunn in the ring with either Punk or MJF and don't tell me tell me that it doesn't look like Billy Gunn could beat the brakes off both of them if you wanted to. Yeah, 20 years ago. He looks like he could do it right now. That guy he does, is a he does house. look better than Sam. No, no, I, I'm not, I, I don't mean looks. <laughs> I mean actually get me buying a ticket was to see that match about he 20 moved, years He ago. moved a lot faster than Sam Punk. Yeah, I, I, you just put Malachi Black in, in the main event. He said, nah, I'm just kidding. Billy Gunn's dead. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn. You're on your own with that one, Dad. You're on your own. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Morty. Well, uh, the trios match is great. I'm not sure if Billy Gunn is going for the strap. But the trios match is great. The one thing I did not, I didn't appreciate myself is the surrendering of the belt. Uh, yeah. I would rather them drop it. I would rather them walk away. I'd rather them get mad. Them just going... I respect you, Booker man. Not my flavor. Not with a team like that that went by their own code or what have you. But other than that, I loved it. Yeah, I think um whew. yeah, I'm not a big fan of them handing over the titles either, but I do think that kind of means that's their way of saying, Yeah, we're done with this. We're we're moving on. Um because I, I can't imagine handing over the titles and then being like, We want a rematch also. You know, I don't know. Right. Um, we get to the end. Speaking of people handing over titles, we get to the main event. Um, and this one, I feel like, like I was invested in this main event. I do feel like if Jimmy was on, he would talk about potatoes and bags and how many potatoes fit into how many bags and one of his favorite, uh, quotes there. But at the end of the day, I really enjoyed this. This was two friends that got aggressive that didn't know whether or not they wanted to go to their roots of being a cheater or not. But eventually it all comes down to Roderick Strong trying to help Adam Cole. Adam Cole saying, nope, not going to do it. And then MJF rolling him up. Of course, Adam Cole was disappointed. But eventually they still maintain being friends. Issa, this one I feel like is a main event that will have a lot of people divided. I love that they're still friends. I feel like you hate that they're friends. 1,000%. The face she made, like, what? You dare ask me that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you didn't get a little PTSD from MJF match with Daniel Bryan. That was a no contest. And then they asked for extra time. They do a lot of the same things with MJF and people are not calling it out. I'll call it out. They did this. They did this with Daniel Bryanson. It was, it was a no contest of oh, five more minutes. Okay, we'll go five more minutes. And then he cheated and then he didn't cheat because now he's pussy. He wasn't pussy back then. I don't know. Okay, but 
the whole thing is I don't like this MJF. I don't. This is not the MJF I signed up for. I signed up for the devil. I love the entrance. I signed up for heel MJF. I was waiting for like uh, I was waiting for Adam Cole to turn somebody to turn. I, I mean, the story is working. It's bringing numbers they're the highest rated segment so i can see why you want to milk it out but i just feel like it was a lot of the same things that we see and there was a way to book this to where we end up with the same result without doing without pulling something that you just did with njf because it just felt repetitive to me Flobo, WWE has found a winning formula with the bloodline and the idea of people who will do anything to win, but then sure. realizing they're stronger together, but they're also being sort of tenseness between them. I don't want to say this is at that same level because bloodline, I think, is one of the biggest things in wrestling in decades. But as far as a formula goes, is this yeah. not a winning formula? It's a winning formula, but I don't, again, I don't want to compare WWE to AEW. It's my first day here, right? <laughs> um, but what makes the bloodline work is because all the familial activities are happening off camera. So when someone talks about honor and respect, you're talking about what it means to be in a community, in a family. You have Adam Cole, who knows that they can ring the effing bell and he can win matches. And MJF is kind of slimy when he wants to be. So there was always that can they coexist kind of formula. And it gets complicated. Or, or enhanced by winning the ROA's Tag Team Championship. So you know something's going to go down, but you don't know when or where. So, like, there's almost no code of honor amongst these thieves comparing it to a story as rich as a bloodline. But, yes, the formula does work. Issa, who's next for MJF? Who would you like to see as the next challenger? Because it feels okay. like Cole can't – we can't do Cole again at this point. It doesn't feel like – I don't know. He needs to fight someone that gives him his balls back because he lost them in this whole field, and it's annoying. When he sat there, was like, hit me. Do it. Hit me in the back with the title. Who is this person? What you do with MJF? Because there's, that's not my MJF. Hashtag not my MJF. But he was Whatever. bullying as a kid. He can – he can, so okay. <laughs> wow. This is not the NJF we all whatever. Whatever. People are liking it. I guess people like friendship. I will never pick a friendship over being world champion, but that's just me. That's on me. Sorry, Jack. I will I will As someone who is no a time. new friend of yours, this is very shocking to hear. Hashtag, this is why I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like who is next? I mean I told you, I think that the I don't think they're going in that direction based on the, some of the announcements they made on the on the uh, press conference. But I thought that unifying the CM Punk MJF match that never happened that we were leading towards. I think that's a money match. But there's a lot of matches that uh, MJF haven't had that I that I wouldn't mind seeing. Kenny Omega, I wouldn't mind seeing Osprey. I wouldn't mind. There's a lot of matches that you can do. Uh, but I don't know how you get him out of this storyline because now they're tag team titles and like champions and they're still BFFs. So I guess we're just going to have to deal with him doing stupid kangaroo kicks backstage. That kangaroo kick was not stupid. It was, it was so good. It, it looked was... so good. Like, let's <laughs> like, that kangaroo kick rocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flobo, to that, to that point, does 
what is next for the world title? Who do you think it's it's going to be? Uh, do you think they can keep this friendship thing going? I I, I really thought it was going to be CM Punk coming out at the end and we were going to get the stare down. I was expecting that. I even put it in my bingo card, Jack. Yeah, I mean, we're going to Chicago next week. That would be the one to do it. And I do think that's going to be on the horizon. But for only this thing to work, you have to give someone a short-term feud with MJF while you put Adam Cole in the back burner. So if I had to guess, if I had to predict... It's going to be our all-time favorite gimmick, the Eliminator Tournament, baby. I think that's going to be next for the title for the short term. And once that's over with, then you'll have a second attempt by Adam Cole. I was thinking, man, you want to sell tickets to All Out in one week. You do the stare down to CM Punk and MJF right there. You're done. You've got it. It's a hot shot, though. Uh, yeah, hot shot. This was a thing that started like a year and a half ago. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, what are we down, talking about? Hot shot. I mean, a stare down match next week almost you're never happens. Like, you're gonna be like, wow, they're gonna do Keith Lee and Swerve. <laughs> hot shot. Hot shot. shot again. It's just too fast for me, Jack. No, I mean, stare down Saturday, Sunday match. Saturday is way too quick. The way that's always unfolding again. That's true. So, um, so that said, I mean, that's the show. I I like the end of the show i like that they're still friends i feel like you've got a lot of mileage out of out of mjf being a good guy i feel like even though he's still acting Stop kind of like dad. a jerk he's he's we all loved him though are you really a bad guy we, if we're all cheering you we i liked him when he was a bad guy don't we mean to liking him now but that's what every everyone liked him when he was a bad guy is he is he really a bad guy if we all like him that's a good point yeah but you still like him now don't you yeah, I'm very easy to, to. I love everybody. Yeah, you I'm like everything. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm asking very, you real quick. You like I'm everything. Very, I'm very impressionable. If you ever see me at the grocery store and I'm in the checkout line and there's like the candy right next to it, I grab everything. I'm very easy to Did sell. Did you buy Archie Comics, Jack? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so that really does it for for this this show, the biggest show of all time. Uh, before we go, first off, I want to thank everyone who joined us. Let me know on scale one to 10, what your uh, thoughts of the show were and what you think is going to be the main event of all in uh, or all out, I should say. Uh, and as we go around the, the, the horn here, Issa, where can the world find you online? What were your overall thoughts of the show? I really enjoyed tonight's show. I told you, I think the, the, the match that I enjoyed the least, and it was probably because of personal preferences, was that Golden Elite and the and the Bullet Club. It wasn't even because they didn't go. I thought the match was fun. It's just what I preferred to have happened didn't happen. Uh, but I went with, with we are low expectations for this show just because the build to it was a little bit questionable. But it delivered. The visuals were beautiful. It was historic. I, I, I woke up feeling happy seeing the people, that that iconic walkway and seeing a pack of wrestling fans walking to Wembley. I, I just love that kind of stuff. I will give it a 7 out of 10, um, especially because, like I said, I went in with no expectations and I had a blast watching it. Um, and it had a lot of really cool moments. So there's that. People can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and sometimes post pay-per-views. I don't know. We might be busy next weekend. We got two more, guys. Yeah. Um, also, you guys can find me on Lucha Libre Online. You guys can find me on my own YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva. I just search that everywhere. I'm taking over the world. And, um, yeah, definitely make sure to check out Issa's watch-alongs. Those are always a treat. Flobo, oh, yeah. thanks for joining us. Great to have you on the show. Where can the world find you online? And what was your overall thoughts of the show? Uh, well, you can find me online right here at Flobo Boys on that X app, especially on that Threads as well. And I'm on Blue Sky, baby. Uh, but the, the pay-per-view itself 
was amazing. The scale was there. If I'm a city like St. Louis, from a city like Miami, from a city like Orange County, I would try my hardest to get myself an arena show on that scale stateside. If it can work across the pond, it can work here as well. This could be a watershed moment for AEW. Uh, I will give it about a 7.5 out of 10. No, an 8 out of 10 myself. My issue is a little bit more how things were kind of fast or quickly how they ended, but the show itself, the card was strong. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was a, looking back on it, I feel like it was a fun show. It visually looked good. I thought the matches were fun to watch. I feel like this one's going to age better than even how we feel about it now. I think it's going to be one of those shows we look back on. Like, yeah, there's a lot of bangers on that show. Big crowd. This was great. Um, though, even though it doesn't feel very newsworthy, I don't feel like we leave it going like, the world of wrestling has changed after all in, you know? Um, so I liked it. I'd give it an eight too. I think seven, seven or eight category you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media i want to thank everyone for joining us on this uh sunday for this uh this big show whether it be lulu in the chat flow but flow but you're in the chat thanks <laughs> hey what's up are you goofing off in the chat here i'm putting uh, myself over brother <laughs> clay, clay ford uh, i'm like ron burgundy i just read the uh, <laughs> uh mdb 999 in the chat kod 669 jr smith mike rouse in the house carrie johnson uh brian ulrich max feldman and everyone else huffman thank you guys so much for joining us here uh on this great show and we will see you guys of course on all the wrestling shows tomorrow we got monday night raw after show and it continues throughout the week uh follow at wrestling for all of your best wrestling news that does it this is a sign off goodbye Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.